Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Yes, it's Friday and that means Gloucester Park and Talking Harness WA on SEN Track 657. Hello and welcome to the show and a big show we've got for you as well. A special guest coming up, Michael Brennan as well as a deep dive into a number of races at Gloucester Park tonight. And uh, around the grounds, very successful last week with our two men, Ben Cray and also Jason Bonington. They come up a little bit later on, but a big hello to Glenn Mortimer. How are you, Mortz? Yeah, morning, Rads. Great to be here as always. Friday is um, a Gloucester Park night. Looking forward to it with the um, Retrovision Marathon Handicap. Um, Patronus Star coming to town uh, since the Derby win last uh, earlier in the year, and talk about the big showdown between Ride High and Lochinvar Art coming up. And I must admit, I'm a big fan of our guest today, so looking forward to that. We'll get into our guest very shortly. And uh, today's show brought to you by Retrovision, uh, your local electronical appliance specialist. Loans one two three. Call Steve Sell. Uh, at loans123.com.au, Tab Touch, the brand that funds the industry, and Bayswater Mazda. Driving is better at Bayswater Mazda. All right, as uh, before we introduce our first guest, let's go back a couple of weeks to the Botra Cup, and here's Forgotten Highway, finding the front very early, and once uh, that happened, he was going to be, always be too good. The straight he goes for Forgotten Highway and it bolted clear from Major Artist giving chase. Down the outside, I'm Rock and Roll Magic running home well. Major Shard from a mile back's run a huge race. Forgotten Highway stopping near the line, but it'll hang on. And Forgotten Highway never looked like losing and one from I'm Rock and Roll Magic by a metre and a half. A neck away, Major Shard, a very big... Yes, again, stand start conditions tonight for Forgotten Highway. Goes round in the Retrovision Marathon handicap and uh, over the uh, staying the staying course of 3,300 metres, and I'm pleased to announce we're joined by his Group 1 trainer, Michael Brennan. How are you, Mouse? Yeah, good, Raz. Morning, Mort. How are we, guys? Yeah, very good. Uh, thanks, Mouse. And, uh, mate, this fella, when he came over, you couldn't quite seem to win a race with him, but now he's really putting it together and, and started to put uh, some impressive figures with it uh, together as well. Yeah, look, when he first came over, we put him in the sand straight away, and... Um, he just, yeah, look, he was going good without be without setting the world on fire. You know, he had a couple of couple of really hard runs, like he run the eventual pacing cup winner to 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 a length um, after you know a, a very solid mile and a half. Um, he sat in the breeze going 54, and we just uh, thought this time in we give him a good break, and this time in we'd uh, take him out of the sand and just just train him above the ground as he as he would have been done in New Zealand, and that seems to have worked. He found the front pretty quick, easily last last start. I don't think he's going to do that to, again tonight. How, how do you think he's going to go? Yeah, look, I, I think he's going to be very hard to beat, Rad. Um, 
he's even though he found the front easily, he's not really a horse that goes much in front. Um, he sort of kicked away on the turn and then got waiting for him a little bit. He's much better when he's chasing. Um, the two mile uh, suits him down to the ground. Um, yeah, I, I just think whatever beats him will win. I was keen to see your comments uh, about your other starter, uh, Mouse um, Rebel with a grin. He um, he won uh, a few starts back and then um, was held up, but uh, last week um, didn't go his way. But you've put a bit of work back into him this week. Yeah, look, he um, he, he, was, he was extremely disappointing. There's no other way to put it. Uh, last week. Um, but, we've, yeah, we've really amped up his work this week. Um, he can get a bit fiery at home, but I've just sort of decided, well, if you want to fire up, let's fire up. And uh, it takes two to pull. If you want to pull, well, I'm going to pull against you. So um, we put him in back in the sand um, and, and given him given him a fair bit of work. So he'll be driven more aggressively tonight as well. Junior sort of come back in last week and said, look, I probably should have held the breeze. Um, once once he got cover, he sort of didn't, didn't travel much at all. So, um, you know, he'll be driven assertively mid-race um, and, and hopefully we'll see a much better improvement from him. You've got a couple of other runners tonight, Mouse. San Real in race number two, who's your Group 1 winner. And um, first up, it was probably probably just, but tonight he gets uh, barrier two in a pretty strong field, but gets his chance tonight to bounce back. Yeah, he certainly does, Rad. Um, you know, first up, we were always a little bit concerned that... Um, Cyclone banner just on the front and and just the sectionals that they run that they run off the rail it's impossible to make ground and and that was sort of the way it turned out. Um, Evoke didn't knock him about from the sort of from the 400 onwards he he just he just couldn't get into the race so um, he's had three weeks between runs now um, and in hindsight probably shouldn't have started him after that trial but the trial was that good um, but um, you know we've had three weeks extra work. He's drawn well. There doesn't appear to be a whole lot of pressure in the race. Um, and, you know, he should be pretty hard to beat as well, you would think, if he, if he gets away with a little bit early. And in race five, um, Woodley Ragnar uh, drawn a good one uh, in Petronas Star, but a couple of starts back in the uh, Higgins Memorial, very unlucky, um, a super run, and just got held up there uh, on the bend. It's going to be uh, a tough assignment tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's a good draw for him, Um He's just, a, you know, he's an opportunist. He's, he's not blessed with an enormous amount of ability, but he does try hard. Um, and he can pop up in the first five here in this race for sure. He, um, you know, he goes around at 101 nearly every week and, and pops up at, uh, at big prices of play. So if he can get a couple of little breaks late, uh, I think it's going to be a fence-dominated race um, because I think uh, the trainer star, obviously, it, you would think would win. Uh, Rakus Inc. up there putting a bit of pressure on because he can over-race. So you would think it's going to be pretty much a fence-dominated race. And if we can get some, some late gaps early, he's definitely one to throw in to really boost up your... Uh, boost up your exotics. Well, mate, usually we do a little bit of a reminiscing on this show. The other week we had uh, Dave Thompson on and we played uh, David Hercules. So we got, we're just going to play um, back to a couple of years ago with a Fremantle Cup victory of Vine Victoria. Stay there and we'll chat about this in a second. I'm victorious, going well on the outside, living on the interest, trying to get out. Hockey Ben, the outside around the turn though, and I'm victorious, and Betor's Fire have come together. I'm victorious, the outside just in front of Betor's Fire. I'm victorious, is drawing clear. It's I'm victorious, a metre in front of Betor's Fire, David Hercules and Hockey Ben, and I'm victorious, has won another big race. I'm victorious by two and a half metres in the Fremantle Cup. Second. That was the 2014 Fremantle Cup to go along with his. 2012 Nugget and his uh, 2012 WA Derby and 
Mouse, he's still on the property somewhere, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, looking at him now, he's over in the back paddock enjoying life. Um, yeah, thought we'd give to have another one of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and it, look, he was such a special horse. Only had 34 starts, but 22 wins. Um, and mix, mixed it with the best. Like, his, his runs in Sydney were, were full of merit in, you know, the Chariots and the Miracle Mile. Yeah, look, he ran fourth in the Miracle Mile. Um, his run in the Chariots was great. He, he sort of got held up um, in that race as well. So, he, yeah, the worst, the, I, I, look, it's um, it was very disappointing what happened to him. Um, we lost him way too early to the racetrack. But um, in saying that, you've got to be very, very thankful for for the for the thirty odd runs that we had with him. It was um, it was a pleasure to train, and he, he put me on the map. And um, you know, he paid a large deposit on the property we're on now. Um, <laughs> just for forever grateful to him. He's um, he's and the best thing about him was he was just such a lovely horse. It was just absolute pleasure to deal with um, and a pleasure to train. He was the sort of horse that uh, brought people along to watch harness racing. Very exciting. Um, Mouse, I've always been a big fan of uh, yourself, your your sporting achievements, what you've achieved, how you present your horses on race night. When they uh, turn up from the Michael Brennan stable, they are there to race and in always in excellent condition. But I think one of the things I love about you most is um, how you celebrate your winners. There's no doubt that you... Um, you get a big kick out of uh, of training um, training winners, and can I ask what's been your biggest thrill um, in the sport of harness racing? Uh, that's a, that's a tough one. What's, um, there's so many there's so many different um, different reasons for di- for special victories. Um, you know, and, I, and I've always said, if I stop celebrating the maiden at Pinjarra, um, then it's time for me to give it away. Um, it doesn't mean anything to me anymore, um, and that's you know I, I do get excited about winning maidens of Pinjarra. I get excited about winning Fremantle Cups. Um, probably that Fremantle Cup was one of the one of the real highlights for me because um, he went first up into it following a Victoria Cup. Um, you know we, it was it was as far as a training effort. I, I was you know very proud of that performance. Um, his Golden Nugget win um, was something special. Um, Justin and I had formulated a, a plan uh, that sort of didn't really sit, sit that well with um, with a few other people, um, but Justin had the the gumption and uh, um, the pebbles to uh, to stick to his guns and do what he thought was best for the horse. And um, you know, and he and he flashed down the outside, and that was just an outstanding victory. And and probably the one that really stands out to me is. Um, is a member's friend with Quinny. Um, obviously, had a, a huge association with Quinny, and to see my two favourite horses of all time uh, duking it out around the home turn at Gloucester Park, um, yeah, that was that was really special that night. I, I, um, as much as it broke my heart to beat Quinny, I, I just couldn't believe that I had a horse good enough to beat him. <laughs> Mouse, uh, mate, thanks for your time. Good luck tonight. You've got a couple of really good chances, and, and no doubt we'll see you in the winner's circle. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Uh, had the call. All right. Thanks. Michael Brennan there, one of the real stars of harness racing, and geez, he's had a, a big career already for, for a man who's not that old. Certainly has. All right, mate, let's take a break. San Real's going around in race number two tonight, and he goes around $1.50. But a horse that's flying, and the more you win, the better the price, they say, is Max Gold, and he won another race last Friday night.
And Max Gold is getting to the outside, trying to run on his eight corner. Around the bend, Robbie Easton is clear. There you go. He's coming through on the inside with Mr. Bushido out wider. And then came Stroke of Luck, no run, Bracken Sky. And Max Gold is running home strongly to the outside. It's getting home all over the top of Robbie Easton's got the lead. Max Gold finishing strongly. Max Gold goes to Robbie Easton. He's going to go under again as favourite. Max Gold races home to win it from Robbie Easton. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This could be its night tonight. A boy named Rosie has raced up, taken the lead and shot clear now from Torgraff who tries to go with it. Has no fear, gets out, runs home well. A boy named Rosie needs to lift, it is. It's in front of Torgraff, has no fear, flies. A boy named Rosie in front, has no fear, diving, gets up. It's Jocelyn Young, has no fear, has beaten a boy named Rosie. That was her first win uh, since the 2019 WA Oaks, and then she backed up a couple of days later and made it two on end at Pinjarra. And uh, it was a really good victory for Jocelyn Young, who is uh, now the trainer of Has No Fear. She's been going okay and just got the right run on Friday night. And Mortz, she was one of our first Trotskin syndications we did uh, since we reintroduced it a couple of years ago and uh, did a wonderful job at Manning's in the first. He's another one of ours and... No wonder Run's about to uh, hopefully come back into work shortly. Um, but we've got a new one, which we've just released. We bought it at the last APG sales with Justin Prentice, and we've named it Dream Walker by Sunshine Beats out of Winter Strike, who's just out of a really good New Zealand family. She's a full sister to a Victoria Cup winner, a half-sister to uh, another Group 1 winner, and um, her second dam has uh, produced a Derby winner. So a great New Zealand family, uh, Morts and... Uh, Five cent shares were shilling for Trotsind at uh, 3,400. Just gone on sale. And um, you can see that on the Gloucester Park website, www.gloucesterpark.com.au under the Trotsind um, tabs. And really exciting. Justin's uh, pretty excited about this fella. He looks really racy. So uh, he thinks he's going to be nearly two-year-old as well. Yeah, uh, with the with the master trainer, of course, Justin Prentice. No one better at. Uh, How many two year old single like individual two year old winners he had this year? Six, seven. Yeah, he's he's just an amazing um, trainer of babies. He he just knows when they're right. He just takes a lot of time, doesn't push them, and just gets them spot on. And the amount of group ones that he's won with two and three year olds over the last couple of years has been fantastic. So, you know, a great. Um, yeah, if you uh, want to get into great ownership, opportunity. Yeah, if you want to get into ownership, this is uh, certainly uh, one of the ways to do it. With uh, you know, you can take a five percent share. What is uh, Craig Craig uh, Williams in in uh, in Melbourne? The jockey every time he jumps off, one percent of the the bill and hundred percent of the thrill. I think he says. <laughs> Absolutely, so. it doesn't matter how much you own. It's just the thrill of being there on race night and watching him race. And I've got to tell you, they've had some uh, good su- success there with the trots in horses. So. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully continues. All right, let's uh, welcome in our form experts and uh, a bit of a tough week last Friday night uh, as we welcome in Scott Bomber-Hill for not only just uh, the punt but also AFL for your beloved Bombers last week, Scott. Yeah, it certainly wasn't one for the highlights reel, Rad. Um, <laughs> on a night that we were fairly confident at Gloucester Park, we were brought back to earth pretty quickly. So, uh, yeah, we'll resurrect that tonight. Actually. Yeah. Confidence lost, everything lost, and uh, we certainly haven't lost that. So let's <laughs> let's get straight into it. And we're going to do a, um, uh, a first up. You like one in the first, and we'll go through the market. But um, 
It's probably been uh, really heavily supported. I talk about Be My Rock, drawn one, two twenty-five into a dollar sixty. Uh, Power and Grace at seven fifty. Medieval Man twenty-six dollars, uh, two twenty. About Outer Blues out from a dollar seventy. So they've been switched. Caveman twenty-three, one hundred one. Miracle Max stars above. $61 and Manning, uh, the stable mate for Justin Prentice, at $51. I know you're pretty keen here, so we might, uh, we got to do a, a multi to start the night. Might be a, a good way to start the night. What do you think of this race? You, you're pretty keen on the one. Yeah, I was really keen him uh, tonight. He, he's just been running some sensational times there at Pinjarra from uh, back in the field and also breezing. He's running times similar to, you know, the, the highly touted stable mate Patronus Star. And he just, I think this is the first time we get to see him on the pegs tonight, and I was really, really excited to get stuck in. They come up black figures, but unfortunately that hasn't lasted long enough. So um, we'll make him the first leg of a of a multi. Um, I think he just gets an easy lead. The only one that could have had a look at the front was Power and Grace, and Grantham's made it pretty clear that he's going to duck straight in behind. Junior will go to the breeze, but he can't afford to put too much pressure on this bloke because B My Rock's just so strong. He'll just he'll just keep carving out time. So. Um, yeah, I'm really, really excited to see him on the pegs tonight and uh, take a super effort to get around him. Yeah, uh, Alta Blues hasn't shown a lot of gate speed, so as you said, just going to have to sit park there and, uh, and do it the hard way. Uh, Caveman, who's come back uh, well um, with three wins, um, going to struggle out there as well. And as you said, Power and Grace just dropping to the fence, so really look, uh, really looks like Be My Rock's race. And then uh, we head into race two with uh, Sangu Rial, which you would imagine will just get to the front and lead Bomber and win? Yeah, it looks a really easy lead for him as well. Um, he's going to have a horse like probably My Carbon Copy or Talker Up go up and sit outside him. But, you know, Bokey will get to dictate whatever speed he wants to go. And he's they've got big targets for this guy. They're, they're pretty excited about him. And, you know, he's got form lines through the likes of Shockwave and those sort of horses last season. So on the bunny here tonight, I, I really can't see them getting around him. So the all-up would be to start the night, race one, number one, race two, number two. That's it. So they're currently on tab touch, a dollar sixty now and a dollar fifty. So the all-up is two forty. Yep, my maths was correct. Um, what? So two forty about, and good way to start the night as well, I reckon. Race one and two, nice little uh, multi. Um, so there we go, one sixty into one fifty, two forty. And that's um, uh, race one, number one, race two, number two, and very easy to remember as well. Yes. And would that be a three? Uh, <laughs> would that be a three-unit play on that bomber? That'll be a three-unit play for sure, Mortz. Yep. All right. The next race we're going to have a look at is race number four, which is the shop online at retrovision.com.au pace, and people can do that certainly, Mortz, can't they? They can do it 24/7 with Retrovision, and remember, RAC members save an extra five percent every day. They certainly do, and especially at night when you're laying in bed, it's good to go through and <laughs> can think out, of nothing pick, better. Pick out, pick out our fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Front load washer or something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, let's have a look at uh, race number four. And uh, as I said, it's the Retrovision online, uh, online, shop online at retrovision.com.au. Number one is American Delight. 180 and solid on Tab Touch. Two is Dillage B. Jake at $51. Carter Michael at 18 Pierre Whitby at 18. Undercover Mac, a very exciting horse from the Gary Hall stable. Thought this might have been tighter, but it's currently $4.80. Uh, 29.12 at $91. Q Town Rip Roaring, 81. Chewers Delight, 34. And Robbie Easton, 
at $5, the perennial place getter. Then we've got number on the back line, Captain Kirk, $7, Extreme Prince, 26 and Bracken Sky at $23. A couple of exciting horses going around here, Scott. Yeah, undercover Mac. He's uh, he's a very intriguing type that gets uh, thrown in right in the pen here tonight. I, um, he's been quite impressive at his two at Pinjarra, but um, I think he's probably just out of his depth tonight. But be really, really interesting to see how he does go. Uh, he comes up against some really seasoned performers. But American Delight, she looks the leader. She was very good last start at Bunbury when uh, leading all the way. Uh, can't see a whole lot of pressure here. The only one. Uh, Robbie Easton, he you know he tends to to head to the breeze, uh, and he could go up and put some pressure on. And for that reason, I I kept coming back to the horse following the leader in uh, Captain Kirk. He's um, he's got an awesome record at the track. Um, gets a nice soft run here to follow American Delight, and as long as he gets his chance between the three and four hundred metres, uh, I think he's going to be pretty tough to beat. He's been here five times to Gloucester Park for four wins, uh, and if the gap comes. Yeah, he's, he's going to be very dangerous at the end at around, you know, double figure, double each way odds, really. Yeah, intri- a very good price, but um, American Delight will hold up four starts for three wins over the journey. Um, and uh, the number five undercover Max Senior, uh, in the last word, said threw him in, but he's out of his depth. I think the one will lead and win. Uh, so at $7.00, Bomber, that's very good value about Captain Kirk. So what's the play here? Yeah, I marked him, you know, around about the $4 mark. So I think we can... uh, I really can't see that he'll lose the back of American Delight at any point other than when um, Curly looks to angle him into the clear at some point. So I think we can have um, a a unit each way uh, and be be pretty confident that we're we're not going to do our money here. Okay, it's currently uh, seven dollars and a dollar ninety on Tab Touch there. So yeah, almost a bet to nothing if he if he does run a place for us um, in race number four. We're going to take a break and come back and dissect another couple of races at Gloucester Park. But as we go to the break, um, one of our horses we've been following a little bit, Boom Time, um, broke through finally at Gloucester Park last Friday night. And, and then came minimum wage. wage. He's about to go for the leader, though, and just wing it in front. Oh, he's starting to stop a little bit as Archuda raced up on the outside of him. Blue Blazers out wider, and then Allwoods Rock and Roll, and right to the outside, starting to run home very strongly indeed as Boom Time putting it a dash. Boom Time exploded up. Shot past the stable, mate, that's all over. Boom Time from just wing it and Archuda, and Boom Time beat just wing it Archuda. Allwoods Rock and Roll. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. On the outside, ideal liner, Kira Skiro's trying to push him out of the way. And then came Battle Party in the straight. He goes for home on Chicago Bull and the little champ has raced away from Kira Skiro. Then ideal on the outside, ideal liner, trying to get to Kira Skiro. But Chicago's Bull is going to absolutely bolt in under a good hold. He won by seven metres to Kira Skiro. Two metres ideal The obligatory Chicago Bull replay here on oh, we love him. Talking Harness. We, uh, we do love him. SEN track 657, and he goes around. They pushed him back to race number 10 tonight, Rawa. Is he going to be awake? <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't matter, Rads. He goes around in, <laughs> He goes around at 103. Um, uh, once again, there's no, uh, 
there's no bond runners uh, going around. They shouldn't be too far away, I wouldn't imagine, though. They, they should be all back into full work and, and back in. And I think Chicago Bull, I think he might be going for a spell very shortly and then getting ready for those November races. Yeah, November, I th- December. think the uh, the August Cup uh, and then um, out for a, off for a month and then uh, back yeah. for the big races coming up later in the year. So He, he won't know what a, what's going on on a Friday night. He just <laughs> sort of stands at the gate and ready to go, <laughs> get ready to go every Friday night. Yeah. All and, right. This, uh, let's have a look at uh, our feature event of the night. It's the Retrovision Marathon uh, ha- Handicap, and it's a stand-start event. And we'll have a look at the, um, the Tab Touch Market on this event. And Tactile Sensation is 101. Twilight Saga at 7.50. On my O thirty one. Pearly Gate 71. Regal Ambition at 41. Donegal Art Choken at 3.20 and favourite. Bud Sidewider 14. Maximum demand is at fourteen dollars. Rebel with a grin at six fifty. Atmospherical at seven dollars is an emergency. We've got Henwood Bay at five dollars. Forgotten Highway is at four forty. We spoke to Mouse Brennan earlier, and Better Party is at seven dollars. This is a stand start and uh, an interesting race. We've got the first six off the front line. Seven. Uh, 8, 9, 10, 11 off the 10 metres, Forgotten Highway off 20 and Better Party off 40 metres. How would you see this race, uh, Scott? Yeah, they're always interesting, these marathons. It's, you know, can go either way. You've got plenty of horses in this race that aren't, aren't going to get the trip. Um, so I, I think initially there's, there's not going to be a whole lot of pressure. So for that reason, Donny Galat Choken was the one I kept coming back to. She's one mare that will she won't mind the trip at all. Uh, won't bother her. She steps safely, not brilliantly, but from outside the front, I think um, and they can just sort of settle in the first six or seven, let the first eight hundred unplay, and then um, I could probably anticipate Curly heading around and having a look for the front. There'll be a couple up near the front that will be happy to take a sit, and uh, she can just roll along at her leisure. I think from that point and. Uh, Hopefully that's the way it plays out anyway. I can't really see too much pressure coming. Um, so she's the main play. Uh, but just in case that there is more pressure than anticipated, there's a little bloke in this, Bud Sidewinder. He's going to be sitting three or four pegs. You know, he Two miles, not going to worry him. He'd go three or four mile, no problem at all. And he can sprint a really sharp last quarter if um, if that gap happens to come from three or four pegs. And, and he's a really good price as a saver bet in this race, I thought. And as you say, it's a, it's a long uh, journey, so being on the pegs and getting that soft run is very important. There could be a couple that possibly won't even finish, given it's a 3,309-metre race. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, Donegal Art Choken, um, as Bondi said, distance won't bother her. If she can step, she will definitely be in the finish. She's in good form. So what's the play in this one, Bomber? I think she's a one-and-a-half unit play. And then uh, Bud Sidewinder, we have a half unit him. And, you know, he's he's going to be a really, really big chance if that gap comes. He he really can savage the line. And looking back through his last five or six runs, he hasn't had a whole lot of luck. Uh, been bailed away at his last couple and hasn't seen daylight at all. So with a couple in the running line that are going to be looking to drop out from the 800 on, this could be the sort of race that he can be uh, slipping down the outside late. And, and he's a stand-star specialist as well. He's a safe beginner. I think he's bustled and cut winner from the from, yeah. from the past. Oh, yeah, no problem there. He'll, yeah. he'll yeah. fly away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, that is um, race number six, which is uh, the marathon, our feature event of the night. And the final race we're going to have a look at is race number seven, and it's the Retrovision, your Fujitsu specialist, Phillies and Mares. 
And let's have a look at the tab touch market and see if there's any movers in the market so far. We have Starlight Destiny at three thirty in solid. Karuba eighteen dollars. Um, the Jewel in Her Eye at twenty one. Candice Grace at six dollars. Ali Shah six dollars. Salacious Gossip twenty. Uh, Just Make Mine Diamonds at three ten. Out from three dollars, so not much of a move there. Uh, Blissful Abbey seven dollars. Now you see me smile at sixty one. And My Prayer from nine dollars into eight. So not a great deal of movement in the market here. How do you uh, think the race is going to plan out here, Scott? I think there could be a bit of speed here. Um, Starlight Destiny will be trying to bury through underneath. They've got horses like Countess Grace, Karuba, Ali Shah, even Just Make Mine Diamonds. I'd imagine they might try and light her up from the outside. She was super impressive in a recent trial. But with plenty of gate speed underneath here, she's not going to get it all her own way over the middle trip. and We'll have to work pretty hard. So I just thought with, a, with plenty of early speed, um, the horse that's absolutely flying and Junior's driving it beautifully is Blissful Abbey. Uh, she'll pop out probably last. Um, but, you know, he, she's got options. She can come solo at the 800 or, you know, if she could tag onto the back of a horse like Ali Shah, uh, she can be really, really dangerous and rip a really quick last half. And once again, another good, uh, another good price at $7. Um, interesting, Ross Oliveri with Just Make Mine Diamonds said trial has been very good. I don't believe the lead time in her last trial. She is in this race up to her ears. So it should, should be an interesting race. But uh, $7 we have for um, Blissful Abbey with Junior aboard. So what's the play in this one, Bomber? She's a unit each way of play as well. Um, I just the, the way she runs 56 last half every run every time she goes around, and there's not many others in this race that can do that. So she's got you know she's going to be off the speed, but she's got probably 10 or 15 metres up her sleeve that these other horses don't have. So as long as we get that bit of early pressure, she's a she's a really really good each way bet for mine. All right, not a bad night tonight, uh, Scott. Uh, confidence fairly high, and I'm no doubt we're going to bounce back this week. We will, we will, Rad, that's for sure. We're coming off a pretty low base from last week. So. <laughs> what, what about Essendon? Are they going to bounce back? Can you, can you ask me next week or the week after? <laughs> I asked him not to ask that, Bomber, but, uh, yeah, look, um, looking forward to a big night at GP. As you said, we, um, we didn't have much luck last week and were, was very confident that happens in racing, but tonight... Let's hope we uh, fill the tab accounts, uh, the tab touch accounts. Yeah, and I, and I can't. And even outside, outside the races we've spoke about, it, it's a it's a great card. It's yeah, there's some really once again there'll be really competitive racing tonight. So really looking forward to it. Yep, some uh, really good horses, and, and I can't talk. I go for the Newcastle Knights, who aren't going through the the best of phases at the moment as well. So <laughs> in the rugby league. So anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll both hopefully bounce back this week. Good on you, Bomber. We'll speak to you next week. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. You too, Bomber. All right. You're uh, on uh, Talking Harness on SEN Track 657, brought to you by Retrovision, where RAC members receive a additional 5% everyday savings. Loans123, Steve Sell. Contact him at loans123.com.au. Tab Touch, the brand that funds the industry, and also Bayswater Mazda, driving is better. At Bayswater Mazda. All right, let's, uh, we're going to talk to uh, the Interstate Boys after this, and um, we're going to hear right high shortly. But another superstar who made his return to the track uh, last Saturday night was King of Swing. Luke McCarthy told us he was on track to come back bigger and better, and he certainly did that. Let's have a listen.
In third posse at the moment was Moru Gatecrasher, and they're clear then of Ignatius. The leader is King of Swing, below the 150, trying very hard as Moru Gatecrasher up on the inside and whacking away replaced I. But it's King of Swing, a welcome return to the track. We saw a ride high earlier. King of Swing says, hold my beer, I'm back. And King of Swing goes home to score and beats replaced I. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Got Ted in front. Sir Leonard can now offer no more resistance. He's soldiering on to try and hang on for second. In third place was Courageous Saint, but look at him go. Ride high on his winning way. Nine in a row. He smashed the clock again. Look out track record. They're ticking over the clock. Ride high. Smashes them. He's a jet. Second Sir Leonard. Better be the bomb was a run. 149 around uh, Ballarat uh, last uh, weekend for Ride High. And what a... What a performance. Jay Bond uh, didn't just roll to the front this week, had to do a little bit of work and was just just way too strong. Well, I mean, we've really got to thank Josh Aiken, don't we, and Saletic, because you don't run those times unless somebody makes you do it. And uh, I, like the, I like the initiative of Josh. He said, well, look, we're going to find out how good you are, bloke. And we all found out exactly how good he is. We already suspected how good Ride High was, but that performance, I reckon only over the last sort of... Six to 12 months. There's only been a couple of times where I've had shivers down the spine and both of them have been right high this preparation. He is something else and we get to see Lock and Farart this weekend, but I don't even know what Lock and Farart could do at this point to make you think that he was as good or better than right high, but the gauntlet's been thrown. We're going to see them race against each other next week, hopefully. So here you go, Lock and Farart. Show us how good you are because we now know how good right high is. We, we probably really want to see Lock and Farart Art draw inside him, don't we? Just to, just to really set up that match race. Because if if right high rolls to the front, there might be some excuses. It just it just sets up the other. If Lock and Var out leads, sets up for such an intriguing race. Well, I'm at the point now. I probably wasn't until last weekend. I'm at the point now that I believe right high probably could sit parked outside of Lock and Varat and beat him. But you're dead right. That's what you want to see because I think we now know that Lock and Varat won't be sitting outside right high and beating him. In fact, no horse would be sitting outside right high and beating him. So that is what we want. And uh, it'll be something quite spectacular because let's make no mistake, Lock and Varat is an absolute machine. So if right high can sit parked outside of him, we are... I think even before we get to the Grand Circuit races, we're talking about a horse who might be one of the best we've seen in the past, I don't know, 20, 25 years. Yeah, well, it's an exciting time. We've also got um, Purden's just rolling back in. Uh, King of Swing, we heard him just before. He's, he's, he's back bigger and better than ever. And, uh, of course, over here we've got uh, Chicago Ball and Shockwave's about to come back. And also we've also got a few, uh, few of... Um, uh, Greg and Sky Bonds will still come back. So even though it seems like a funny time, the stars uh, in each jurisdiction are going really well. Mm, certainly are. <laughs> It'd be amazing to see them race against each other, wouldn't it? But we are getting the joy, I guess, of watching these horses go around and almost put on 
they're putting on masterclasses, aren't they, in their various jurisdictions, watching King of Swing come back after having won the Miracle Mile in the Hunter Cup and self-assured. I mean, it wasn't too long ago, I think we all thought that self-assured was the best horse in Australasia yes. before this ride high phenomenon kicked in. And, and what he did uh, last weekend, it'd, it'd be great to see him back over here as well. So wonderful to see these great horses dominating where they are. Hopefully at some point we can get them all together. Yes, JB. Uh, as you say, those horses are the reason why people come to watch harness racing. And the other reason they come to harness racing is to get your tips on fire <laughs> last week, two from two. So where are you going to take us this week, JB? I owed you boys something more, so I'm very pleased I was able to deliver. And I put out a poll last night. If you had one man driving for your life, who would it be? And Gary Hall Jr. was one of the uh, one of the options. But Chris Alford overwhelmingly dominated, and he'll be driving for my life at Ballarat tomorrow night. Both of my best bets. So I'm going with Wobbly in the fast-class trot, first of all. Race eight, number seven. Now, there's a nice little rivalry, a regional rivalry going on between McLovin and Wobbly, but basically, you know, it's Sampras versus Agassi. It's uh, Matali versus Fraser in the class. He's the speed, McLovin's the stamina. And right now, it seems to me that Wobbly could almost sit anywhere in a field and probably beat McLovin. He'd only need even luck. And the fact that he was opened at $3 was crazy. He's into about 2 25 now. CK Spurs in the market. I don't think he lives in the same world as the other two, to be honest. And I'm very confident it's better than yours for theirs. Wobbly will be winning the fast class trot. And there's another square gator earlier in the program. It's a very even high quality affair, the uh, the second race in the car. But I reckon that Emerald Tribe will lead and then hand up to Robbie Royale. I reckon the puppet will get aggressive like he can and just say, I want the front. And once he gets there, it's such an even field. But the tactics and the speed maps mean everything. So we will need a couple of things to work out early. But if they do, we're getting $9 about Robbie Royale at the moment. So the gold standard, the gilt-edged winner, I reckon, is going to be wobbly at 225 but at much better value, I also think that Robbie Royale can be winning the second event in the program. So my life is in the hands of the puppet. Hopefully he doesn't let me die. He doesn't let all the pundits die. Good on you, Jay Byron. We're about to go to uh, New South Wales where everyone's, where Luke McCarthy's got everyone in their heads <laughs> up there. So, mate, thanks well, for your time. He would have been my responsibility. Well, if I had one man driving for my I, life, it would be Luke McCarthy. I, I did. I, I clicked on Luke for that poll. There you go. I, I joined yeah. in the poll. I saw the poll. Joined in. I love your polls. We're, we're, we're smarter than the plebs, Rads, but the, the, <laughs> I mean, the, the crowd has spoken, but we're smarter than them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Good on you, mate. Talk Good to on you, JB. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. All right, and let's go to New South Wales now, where our man Ben Cray, fresh from Darwin. Are you fresh, or do you need to recover, <laughs> J- uh, Ben? I need Luke McCarthy to drive me because I'm not that fresh. I'm still a couple of days. I've been home for a couple of days, and it's, I'm still in recovery mode, so... but. This is a good carnival. Anyone can make it up there. I know it's tough times, but um, if you ever get a chance, it's fantastic. And Mick, yeah. your brother was fantastic hosting the lunch that we went to on Friday. I don't, you know, we don't want to say it publicly, but he was actually fantastic. <laughs> He's very funny man. He's very good. Very funny man. His impersonations were very good. Oh, he still does he, them. He's most, good. Most, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Most well, of the people, he, your new audience. Well, most of the people he does are either dead or retired. So he does, <laughs> yeah, he does a great job. So, yeah, well, it was Ian Craig and John Taft. Yeah. So you know, but uh, let me tell you, it was fantastic. It, it was a great carnival, and if you can get up there, get there and. And uh, he was very good. I know so, he's anyway. very he's very excited when he to him won the cup because he was tipping it to everyone. So uh, God, God well, bless uh, God bless Peter Hall. Uh, he yeah. was very good too. Yeah, it's a great carnival out there at uh, Fanny Bay uh, Racecourse. Um, I'm sure you enjoyed, and you gave us great delight last weekend by tipping us. 
two winners out of three bets, BK. So Did let's... I get two? Because I went through my bets and only got one, so I don't know whether I tipped you guys an extra one there. But anyway, let's let's roll with tonight at, with Def... three of the best at Newcastle. Fantastic. Right. So where do we start? Race four, number one. This is a good good one at each way here. It's about $13 on Tab, tab, tab Touch. It's called Nasholi. Uh, two starts ago, it sat behind the leader, a horse called Shining Frost, which has been since, admittedly, in an easier race. But look, it's an OK horse, Shining Frost. It sat behind the leader that night and went straight past them with a gap over the uh, mile distance. And then last week, it stepped up to the 2000 of tonight, <clears throat> sat behind a horse, horse called Lily Maddie Mack, which is really going well for Clayton Harmy up there at Newcastle. And it was only beaten one metre behind it. I think it can either be leaders back here or even at three pegs um, over the 2000. In fact, there's a bit of speed outside it, but this is up in grade, no doubt. But it's a type of horse that can just trail along the pegs there and maybe some sort of one by three, one by four bet type thing with Nasholi at good odds there, about $13 at Tab Touch. Great odds there, uh, BK. And from there, where do we uh, bankroll that into? We're going to go to race five, number nine. Uh, Spunky's playing up. Another 2,000-metre race. I quite like playing these ones because it really sorts them out, uh, the ones that sort of struggle to, to run that extra 400. You wouldn't think it's that much difference, but it really is. And <clears throat> number nine, Spunky's playing up. Last start over the mile, but it ran fourth, only beaten 11 metres behind. Big-time hustler and the Tiger Army. Now, that's really good form. The Tiger Army was favourite in a race at Mango a couple of starts ago. Admittedly, it didn't perform as it, as it should have, but this is really a lot better grade. And they got home in sort of under 57 seconds there. For this type of grade, these horses, are there's no stars there. Number two, our, our one that we've tipped a few times, Buckle Down Buddy, is probably the danger in my opinion. <clears throat> um, the other two favourites in the race, the six and the eight, I think are probably under the odds, to be honest. And at around, I think it's $3.60 on Tab Touch now, Spunky's playing up. Still value for mine. Anything sort of over the $3 mark, I think is okay there. Fantastic. And one more to round out to the night. <laughs> Look, hopefully we're not. Uh, hopefully it's not the get-out stakes race eight, but hopefully it's the get get further in front stakes. Further in front. And we're going with number seven, Artful Jack. Roy Roots has got two horses here. He's, you know, in the top two trainers up there in Newcastle. One's the first start of the five. The other one is number seven, Artful Jack. Look, if you take out the first starter, it beat all these horses pretty much last time. Uh, sat in the death seat and was too good. Won it fairly comfortably. Um, the good pointer here is that Tom Ison is driving, and that's Roots's uh, stable driver. So you think it's obviously the better one of the two. The main danger is probably the nine time in Louvre. It's on the back row, and it did have every chance to beat Artful Jack last time. So, look, it's $1.95. It's probably um, probably the banker of the program, and hopefully it's not the one that we need to get out. But uh, I think it can win there. Good on you, BK. Uh, exceptional job, as always. Glad you made it back from Darwin, and uh, enjoy the weekend. Thanks, guys, and have a, have a great weekend over there in WA. Thanks, BK. And uh, just really quickly, uh, Dracaris makes her debut at Menangle on Saturday night, uh, race number three, drawn 10, first up, but I think she'll um, she'll enjoy the, the first up run. She'll get better. Mate, we're all out of time. Great show, as always. Big card at GP tonight. Looking forward to it. Have a great weekend. Yep, we'll talk to you next week. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.